Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, how you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Yep, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your new Super Bowl champions. But what I can't figure out is this. Why didn't the Kansas City Chiefs know that when you're playing the greatest of all time, you're not supposed to help him beat you? Because that's exactly what the Chiefs did. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. First off, right off the bat, using a phrase from another sport, right off the bat, let me congratulate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on their Super Bowl victory. They had a terrific game plan. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they took a an explosive offense in the Kansas City Chiefs and made them into nothing. Uh, kudos to the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. His 10th trip to a Super Bowl. 10 trips to a Super Bowl. His 7th Super Bowl victory and his 5th Super Bowl MVP. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The guy is the greatest of all time to play the sport of football, to play the position of quarterback in the National Football League. No doubt about it. None whatsoever. There is no argument. There can be no argument. Really, there can be no argument. 31-9 victory. It was a one-sided, sloppy game, really. Sloppy game. Listen, if you weren't a fan of either team, it was a ugh. That's the best way to describe it. An ugh game to watch. Having said that, and I am not taking, again, folks, don't misread me. I am not taking anything away from Tom Brady. 
He did what he was supposed to do. He walked away with another Super Bowl victory and another Super Bowl MVP. But as I said in my open, when you are playing the greatest of all time, and Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, you're not supposed to help him beat you. And that is exactly, as I said, exactly what the Chiefs did. And it was mind-boggling to me, and it was mind-boggling how it was pretty much ignored by the announcers, Tony Romo and Jim Nance. And, and, and I like them. And I don't get into, because that's not my business. I, you know, let them broadcast. I don't get into the other broadcasts or broadcasters, but I thought they dropped the ball. But to me, the game came down to what transpired in the last, basically call it, I think it was the last minute and one or minute and six seconds of, of, of the first half. The score was 14-3. Tampa Bay of course. And the Chiefs kick a field goal. They make it 14-6. to six. It was something like a minute. I think maybe it was a minute one. I, I don't have the exact box score in front of me. Doesn't matter. A minute one. Now it's 14-6 and you, the Chiefs, are getting the ball. You, the Chiefs, are getting the ball to start the second half. They deferred. They won the flip that started the game, they were going to get the ball to start the second half. So now you kick a field goal, you're going to kick it back to Tampa, and you know you're getting the ball to start the second half. Tampa's not going to do anything crazy. So you got some momentum on your side. Okay, you didn't play a good first half, but you got some momentum on your side, and you're going to get the ball to start the second half. So they kick off to the Bucks. So now the Bucs have it first and 10. And I don't normally get into a lot of X's and O's and this, what I call nickel and diming on every play. But to me, the play calling here, what was done and what was ignored, completely ignored by the broadcast team was shocking to me. And quite frankly... As I'm doing this podcast now, I still haven't heard a lot of people complain about this. I mean, really make an issue about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. If this happened here in New York, Joe Judge did it for the Giants or any other coach for the Jets or anybody else, they'd be killed, crucified. All right, so Tampa Bay has the ball. They kick off. Chiefs kick off. Tampa Bay has the ball. First and 10 at their own Bucks 29-yard line. 55 seconds. First play. Fournette goes up the middle. Fournette goes up the middle for no gain. No gain. Okay, so he goes for no gain. Very good. No gain there. What did the Chiefs do? The Chiefs call a timeout. Andy Reid calls a timeout. Now, unless Andy had to go to the bathroom and take a leak, what the hell is he calling a timeout for? 
at that juncture, believe me, in the minds of the Bucks, all right, if we can't get something going real quick, we're just going to run out the clock. We'll go in with our 14-6 lead. We played a good first half and go from there. Andy Reid calls a timeout. Okay. Now, to me, here's question number one, where they didn't make an issue. Maybe they marginally spoke about it, but they didn't make an issue. You're calling a timeout. Now, I could understand maybe if Tampa had the ball inside their own 10, maybe inside their own 15. I'll even give you that. Because maybe you can figure, okay, if we get a timeout and we get a stop and they're going to kick from their own end zone, a punt, maybe we've got a chance to get three more points going at 14-9. Okay. So they call the timeout. So now it's second and 10, again, again at the 29-yard line. A pass to Godwin, eight yards. To the 37-yard line. Chiefs call another timeout. Why? Why are you helping the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And the reason I'm saying, I mean, folks, believe me, these are not my teams. If that was my team, I would have gone nuts. So I'm watching the game and I'm saying, how is this not a major discussion? How is it not a major discussion at halftime with the other broadcasters? I do not understand that. To me, it was colossal blunders. Two timeouts on two consecutive plays. What were you doing? So now... On third and two at the 37, he throws a short pass, Brady does, to his old buddy, Gronk. Gronkowski throws a a short pass to him, a five-yard gain, first down. So now you got a first and 10 at your own 42-yard line with 24 seconds left. At this juncture, I'm telling you, they're saying to themselves, Arians, Bruce Arians and Brady are saying to themselves, yeah, they're giving us some something here. You, you know, maybe, you know, let's throw, let's try a home run ball. I knew, I would have bet the house that he was going to try and heave one because that's what he did two weeks ago against um, the Packers at the end of the first half. He heaves one. If it goes in his arms, fine. Maybe, but maybe I'm going to get pass interference. That's exactly what he gets. Pass interference. So now, now they're in business at the, (laughs) it's crazy, at the Kansas City 24. You know, a couple of plays later, another pass interference ends up with a one-yard touchdown pass. To Antonio Brown, they go in at 21-6 at the half, and the game is over at that point. They cut the hearts out of the Kansas City Chiefs right then and there. And, and I'm hearing Romo talk about how 
Tom Brady, like like a surgeon leading them downfield. Surgeon, my ass. I give I give Brady full marks. He threw through. Excuse me. He threw three touchdown passes in the first half. But really, the surgery was performed, self-performed by the Kansas City Chiefs. And how the heck? Listen. Andy Reid might be the nicest guy in the world. Everybody likes him. He waited a long time till last year to win his first Super Bowl. I get it. How is he not criticized? How is not a big deal, was not a big deal being made of calling two timeouts, basically helping the Kansas City Chiefs downfield. So if anybody's out there saying, oh, Rush, you're taking away the credit from Tom Brady, no, I'm not. As I said in the open, he's the greatest of all time. You don't give the greatest of all time extra downs to beat you. He can do it quite capably by himself. You don't give him extra downs. You don't give him gifts. That first half was gift-wrapped. That game was gift-wrapped in that last minute of play, in that first half. Gift-wrapped. Now, I don't know why, and I'm not looking, I'm not calling for anybody's job, but that's what they're there for, to talk and to criticize. I'm, I'm not calling for anybody's job. The Chiefs love Andy Reid. They love playing for Andy Reid. But he screwed up. He screwed up big time. And then I'm saying to myself, well, are they taking it easy because of, you know, the terrible story with his son uh, being involved in that three-car crash, three-car crash that left... uh, a young child, you know, at this time, we don't know anything more, but with some life-threatening injuries, uh, and he was possibly impaired, which is an ugly story in itself, because, you know, Andy Reid has had problems. I mean, he had one son in 2012 die of a, a heroin overdose in training camp. This son, that that was his son, Garrett. This son, Britt, uh had problems, was arrested in 2007, served six, I think six months in, in prison uh, for, for drug and, and gun charges. So, I, listen, I know it becomes a story. And not a lot was made out of that story. And I get that because in fairness, Andy Reid's a football coach. As far as problems with his family, he's no different than anybody else. So if you want to cut Andy Reid some slack on on his family issues, I was all for it. I didn't want to make a big deal about it. But I can't cut him slack on his play calling, which was horrendous. It was awful. They were done at the end of the first half. I, I could stop talking about the game right now. They were done at the end of the first half. You can take a little microscope and blow it up when all you have to do is look at that last 55 seconds and that was all she wrote for Super Bowl 55.
I mean, they were talking about this game as one for the ages. What ages? I mean, listen, I was disappointed in the game. And folks, you heard me say last week, I like the Chiefs. And if I had to do the game again tomorrow, I'd, go, I'd, I'd pick it the same way. You want to do, I mean, if we're going to talk, let's talk honestly about it. And it's not because I picked the Chiefs, but that last, again, that last minute was just dreadful. God awful. But here are other factors. They made no in-game adjustments, the Chiefs did. None. I take nothing away. You got to give it to one player for an MVP. I expected, you know, looking at the game, for sure, uh, Tom Brady was going to get it. But I'll tell you what, you want to know who the real MVPs of the game was? It was the Tampa Bay defense as a whole. You're not going to give it to a whole unit. So I, I get it. And again, taking nothing, nothing away from Tom Brady. But there were no in-game adjustments. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the entire game. The, the entire game. They, they took Tyreek Hill completely out of the game. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator of uh, Tampa Bay, did. They took Tyreek Hill completely out of the game. You got to make adjustments. Patrick Mahomes had no help whatsoever. And by the way, let me say this about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I even made a comment about this on Facebook during the week and on Twitter. Patrick Mahomes, as far as I can't remember ever seeing a bona fide, a bona fide young superstar, a bona fide young superstar because that is what Patrick Patrick Mahomes is. I have never seen one like that with his feet planted so firmly on the ground conduct himself as well as Patrick Mahomes does in every facet. From his ability to play, from his ability to act like a man, from his ability to deal with people, from his ability to answer questions. I have never seen anybody... Listen, he's not on my team. I could always root for him. This kid is the real deal. And I'll tell you, the last young bona fide superstar that I can compare to Patrick Mahomes, and not as good as Patrick Mahomes, because he doesn't have the same jovial personality, and I got to cover him up close, was Derek Jeter. I mean, Derek Jeter was a superstar, superstar in the biggest market of the world for probably the most famous sports team in the world, certainly in North America, the New York Yankees. Feet firmly, planted firmly on the ground. And, I, you know, if we're going to give credit where credit is due, I'll give credit. It goes to show you, folks, what a good upbringing can do. You know, you have your parents around to teach you right from wrong, how to do it properly as opposed to improperly. Both uh, Mahomes and uh, Jeter benefited from it. So I'm just making that comparison. But getting back to the game, Mahomes made, he had no help whatsoever. 
There were no in-game adjustments. He was running backwards, trying to throw forwards. And then even, I think when they were down by 22, uh, he throws a pass that basically hit the guy in the end zone between his hands and his face mask on fourth down. They couldn't make a play for him. Even Travis Kelsey dropped the crucial third down. They got no help. But with all that having been said, to me, it was all, I'm telling you, their hearts were cut out. Their hearts, the Chiefs' hearts were cut out at the end of that first half, that final minute. And not a big deal was being made of it. I, I don't understand. Yeah, Tony Romo is paid $17 million a year. $17 million a year to be an analyst for CBS. Not seven, 17 million. How are you not talking about that? Explain that to me. That was absolutely crucial. I, I'm going to be it's real anxious to see what is being said the next few days. Because, you know, in the aftermath of that game, to me, that was all the story is. And, and believe me, I, I got up early this morning. I was up by 6 o'clock running out to get the newspapers because I was anxious to read in here. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's like being glazed over, glossed over. What? Then there was a point, there was a point in the second half, you know, when it was already a foregone conclusion that, that the Bucs were going to win the game. It was already a foregone conclusion. And Tony Romo is going, this is exactly what he was saying. He says, now, wait a minute. You know, if, okay, the game's not over yet. So if, uh, if the Chiefs can come back and win this game, so then Brady would have uh, Mahomes six Super Bowls to two Super Bowls. You know, that, that makes, that, that makes Brady catchable for Mahomes. This, this is the conversation that he's having in the game. He's not bringing up anything what I just said and described. This is what he's talking about. But then he goes, but wait a minute. If, if he goes ahead and wins Brady today, then he's going to have a 7-1 to one lead. That's six Super Bowl, a six Super Bowl lead on Mahomes. That's pretty tough to catch. You think? I mean, how stupid can we be? They were talking about a Kansas City Chiefs dynasty going into the game. Well, it shows you how hard it is to win two in a row because the Chiefs didn't do it. He's talking about, well, how's Mahomes going to catch him now? I, I thought this, the way this game was being reported, the way the game was covered, was nonsense. Really. And again, to all you, any of you Bucks fans out there, I take nothing away uh, from your victory. I think what you did, 
I mean, it was a great game plan. Kudos for Bruce Arians. Guy becomes a head coach. He's 68 years old, oldest head coach to win it. Kudos to him. I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier for Todd Bowles. Got to know him very well uh, when he was the head coach with the Jets. He reunited with, with Arians down in Tampa. I could not be happier for Bowles. A, a true gentleman, a Jersey guy, good man. Decent guy stood and took all the slings and arrows and bullets, uh, target on his back when he was here. No, couldn't be happier for the chief, uh, for the uh, Bucks. And Brady's Brady, you know. But when they talk about, well, it was all about when Brady came there, uh, folks. Again, it's what you call media hype. And you've heard me talk about media hype when I'm talking about politics. Again, Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But you know who got there with Tom Brady? You know who got there with Tom Brady? Rob Gronkowski. You know who also got there in Tampa with, with Brady this year? Leonard Fournette, who was a key factor in yesterday's game with the ground game. That's another thing. How come nobody said yesterday? Just goes to show you it's supposed to be a passing league. But you know what won the game yesterday? Not the passing. The ground game and the defense still wins football games. And you know who also was a factor yesterday? Let's see. Let's see who was a factor yesterday. Uh, Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski, who caught two touchdown passes. Uh, Leonard Fournette, okay, and besides Leonard Fournette, there was Antonio Brown, who surfaced again, and he caught a touchdown pass. So, you know, Brady didn't do it pulling a rabbit out of a hat, okay? When Brady arrived in Tampa... Other people arrived in Tampa with him. That's what the media does. And it's embarrassing. It, it really becomes embarrassing. It does. So, uh, you know, as I say, I take nothing away. I, I applaud Tom Brady. The story is remarkable. It's remarkable that you know, he's playing this game. He takes tremendous care of himself. Uh, he's, that's what leadership does. You know, when you walk on the field and you walk into a locker room, you know, you get people's attention. Some, some, some of these young guys might think, well, I'm a badass. And then Tom Brady walks in and, you know, you're not thinking you're such a badass anymore because the man has the rings to show you. Nobody is showing seven rings on their fingers to Tom Brady. And I will say this, you know, about um, the loser yesterday or the losing side, um, Patrick Mahomes, for a young guy, for a young guy who's 25 years old, those players on that team really respond to him as well. That young man, he, he's not just a talent on the field, he's a talent period in the locker room, a tremendous leader. He just didn't get any, 
he, he couldn't do it by you know, just what I've just brought out a point to you. Tom Brady didn't do it by himself yesterday. And Patrick Mahomes couldn't do it by himself. Tom Brady got help yesterday. Patrick Mahomes got none. I mean, what was it? Six defensive penalties in the first half by the Chiefs in crucial situations. Oh my, it was awful. It was just awful. So the football season's over. Now we can think about next year. Now we can think about next season. Now we can think about the draft. Who needs what? What needs who? Who's going to make this kind of money? Who's going to make that? Who's going to leave? Who's going to leave for free agency? But the bottom line is this. At the end of this season, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers are your Super Bowl 55 champions. Well done. Well deserved. They rose to the occasion. And they did it in their own backyard for the first time in history. Little side notes to the Super Bowl. Uh, The weekend. Look, I, I thought that ha- I thought that halftime show sucked. They, they say he spent seven million of his own money to put that together. That wasn't money wisely spent. On the flip side, I thought the pregame. I thought Eric Church. You, you have this country. You got to remember too, folks. I'm going back the last couple of years with players taking a knee and disrespecting the flag and this and that. I watched the pregame yesterday. Eric Church, you got this white country singer playing the guitar and singing, along with this black female singer, Jasmine Jasmine, uh, Sullivan. Bone chilling. Inspiring. Lump in your throat stuff. It was excellent as they did the national anthem. But prior to them, I never heard of her, but that's the name she goes by, her, some 23-year-old singer-songwriter who did America the Beautiful and, again, stealing a phrase from baseball, man, she knocked it out of the park. You could see the players revved up. You can see police, military, flags waving. So that that was a nice uh, departure from what we've basically been seeing the last couple of years, especially on the grand stage. I also will give credit to the National Football League for getting through an entire season. You know, you had some blips. You had some, there was that time where the, the Denver Broncos didn't have any quarterbacks to play. But uh, listen, they got through an entire season, an entire season, with the Super Bowl being played and everything being done on time. I never in a million years thought that was going to happen. I, I Like I said to people, you know, you talk amongst your friends, your colleagues, I'm saying, no way. I mean, there's going to have to be, I'm sure there's going to be a stoppage at some point in play. They're going to, you know, the season's not going to be able to continue. Who knows what's going to happen? And sure enough, it did. And we were all into it. So kudos to the NFL. Kudos to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and to Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. 
and we'll end it at that. So that, my friends, is now a wrap on today's podcast. Uh, now I like to get a load of you for getting a load of this. So uh, you can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can always see me on Facebook. You can check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Of course, I want to give a great big thank you to you, uh, not just you, the people out there, but first to Believe.com because Believe.com, my new home, is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, again, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, Nobody here for me to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Be safe, be well, and I'll catch you next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.